to the STLHighSchoolSports.com podcast. I'm your host, Dave Quedal. On this episode, we're going to catch up with Jeremy Macklin, who was recently named the new head football coach at Kirkwood High. A 2006 Kirkwood graduate, Macklin starred at Mizzou for three seasons and then was a first-round draft pick as he went on to have a 10-year career in the NFL. He spent the last two seasons as an assistant coach at Kirkwood, but should the Kirkwood School Board approve his hire at the end of February, will take over the program and the Pioneers will be his. It was great to catch up with Jeremy. I mentioned this during the interview, but it is kind of strange to interview someone as a head coach who I used to interview as a player. I guess that just means I'm getting old. So I hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun to catch up with him. And without further ado, here's Jeremy Macklin. I'm now joined by Jeremy Macklin, who was recently named the Kirkwood football coach, pending approval, of course, by the Kirkwood School District's uh, board. But uh, Jeremy was nice enough to join us here on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jeremy. We appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. So we, uh, we just cut a video for STL Today. Everyone listening, please go check that out. And uh, I'll, I'll say it. I said it there. I'll say it again here. It's very odd for me to be talking to guys coaching who I used to watch as players. Um, that, that just means everybody's getting older, and it's, it's kind of throwing me for a loop. So if I, if I get weird, that's why, because this is just surreal to be, to be catching up with a 32-year-old man who is now retired. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but I, I just off the bat, what's it like being a retired guy? Uh, <laughs> it's good, man. You know, uh, I, I think right now the most important thing for me is, uh, you know, being a father. Um, you know, I got a beautiful daughter, a beautiful wife, and I got another kid on the way. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think uh, being able to spend time with them and, and, and hours with them that I wouldn't be able to do had I still been playing. Um, you know, it's pretty cool. And, and now, you know, with you know the Kirkwood job, you know, uh, the opportunity of that coming in, um, you know, I'm super excited about that. And, uh, you know, being able to, uh, you know, like I said, help this, help the youth, help these student athletes um, achieve things that they want to achieve on and off the football field, man. So, um, you know, that, that that's the good thing. Um, you know, that's the great thing about it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I know the question is going to ask, so I'm just going to answer right now. There's times where I still think about playing. Um, <laughs> there was times where, um, especially kind of the following months after I announced, uh, I was definitely, uh, you know, itching. You know, the thing about that most people don't know is I, there's a surgery I would have to get. Um, my hamstring's in pretty bad shape mm-hmm. uh, as far as when it comes to doing uh running like that and all that other stuff. So I would have to get a little surgery. Um, but uh, I battled with it and I thought about getting it. But uh, I thought that, you know, staying retired was probably the best thing uh, from the National Football League. And I, I've asked this before uh, and of, of coaches who, who obviously played the game, but when did you realize you only get so many snaps that – that this game won't be there. I mean, I, I, I've done this a time or two in the pod, but there's you can go play old man basketball at the Y. You can join an old man baseball league. I mean, runners can essentially run their whole lives. What is? When did you realize football is a finite amount of time and you would have to hang up your helmet one day? Well, you know what? If you follow Tom Brady, then football is forever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, um, it, 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 it hit me... Uh, my last season play was in 17 uh, and then 
you know, at 18, I had teams calling and they wanted to bring me in. They wanted to sign me and I just could not get healthy. Uh, the hamstring just was not cooperating. Uh, I did everything. Man. I did PRP shots, uh, all types of um, x-rays, MRIs, uh, stems, anything you can think of, I did it, man. And it just was not getting healthy. And that's when it started to hit me. Um, you know, I had so many, I had about six or seven teams call and um, I just couldn't get healthy. I tried my best. I, you know, doing rehab every day, had a trainer and everything. And, uh, you know, I just, it just was not getting healthy. And then it started to realize that, um, you know, my last catch came on uh, me tearing my MCL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it just kind of like, you know, and, and, and you added that on top of my hamstring. It was just, that, 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 that little period was rough for me. It definitely was rough. So I, I talked to Kerry Davis, Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a Hazelwood Central's coach. And I asked him if he missed the game, missed playing, and he said not at all. Like just the, the physicality, the way your body has to heal because it is such a brutal sport. He's like, I have no interest in throwing on a helmet and pads. I mean, all things being equal, your hamstring felt amazing when you woke up tomorrow I mean is it a hard decision to to not go play I think right now it'll be pretty easy for me because of the place that I'm in um and 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 you know the opportunity that I have in front of me and and, and kind of my mind and my and and, and everything has kind of shifted focus um you know if you had asked me that you know a year ago my answer probably would have been different uh maybe even a year and a half ago would have been different um but, you know, the one thing that I miss the most probably about anything is, is just, you know, just it's the locker room with the guys, man, and, and, and cracking jokes. And um, that was are the things that people don't tell you that you're going to miss. Uh, and uh, you don't it's tough, man, because you don't, you know, getting together with 56, 60 other guys and, you know, all coming from different backgrounds and all working for the same thing. But. Uh, so many different perspectives and uh, personalities, but all collectively working together to achieve one thing, um, you know, and, and, and some of your best friends come from that, man. You, you know, a kid from Meacham Park becomes best friends from a guy who grew up, you know, on a farm down in, uh, you know, Kansas somewhere or, or whatever the case may be, man. And it's kind of like uh, you never would have thought. And, and, and But those are the special things that uh, that, that, that really – um, that you miss, man. And, and I say this all the time. Um, team sports is the best thing out. Uh, I love it. Um, I think that it teaches people so much about so much. Um, you get your eyes are open to things you never would have thought. And, um, you know, it, it shows you that, yeah, while you can be raised different, uh, around different things with different beliefs and everything, um, as long as your heart's in the right spot and you know uh, what's right from wrong, um, you can you you can gel, you can work with anybody, man, and, and, and you can come together, achieve great things, and and that's what I and that's one of the things that I really like about team sports, and I think that is essential to teaching kids, man, that these life skills, man, these these team building skills, these team, uh, you know, just just togetherness things, and, and it just yeah, those things are priceless. I'm fascinated because you brought up Meacham Park because you are the first black head coach in Kirkwood football history, should the board approve you, which I, I think they will. And, and I'm curious, what does that mean to you? I mean, Jimmy McKinney's the head basketball coach at Kirkwood now. He was recently hired for the season. 
Coach Roberta McWoods is one of the most longest tenured track and field coaches in the area. She's been at Kirkwood for a very long time. But I'm curious what that means to you as a young man growing up in Meacham Park who is now the head coach at Kirkwood. What, is, what does that mean? It means a lot, man. Uh, you know, like we just spoke in the, you know, in, in, in the, in the post interview, um, you know, being from Kirkwood and uh, having the opportunity to come back and um, be the head football coach there when, um, like I say, you know, I walked the same path as a lot of these kids, man. And um, I've dealt with some of the same hardships and, and same problems and battled through some of the same adversity. Um, everybody in their own unique way. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's being able to relate, being able to uh, comprehend, being able to um, understand what's going on. Um, and, and, and my big thing, man, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, uh, male, female, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, my big thing is I'm always going to be present, period. And I think that sometimes that's all you need is to be present. Uh, by being present, I don't mean just being, being there and being present are two different things, right? Mm. Uh, being present means you're a willing listener. Uh, you're engaged in conversation, right? you're respectful, uh, you're selfless. Uh, it's just, the, the list just kind of goes on and on. And uh, that's the one thing about me, man. I'm as real as it gets, I'm authentic. Um, and when it comes to these kids, man, it means so much. It means so much to me, man, to make that difference because I have kids of my own and, and I'm raising kids in this world of my own. And I know how important it is to, to, to teach my kids, no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from, uh, no matter what gender you are, uh, no matter if your hair is long, short, uh, it doesn't matter, man. Be a good person, right? Have a good heart, um, understand right from wrong, um, and just and, and, and just have your heart filled with love. Um, and I think we can go a long way, man. Well said. So you you mentioned, you know, you, you've been on this path and people have helped you along the way. Who were the coaches that really that made that impact in your life? I mean, obviously you played uh, for Larry Frost at Kirkwood. You played for uh, Coach Gary Pinkle at Mizzou. So who were the guys who, who made that indelible impression upon you as a young man? The list is, is, is endless. Um, <laughs> it's endless, man. You Like you said, Frost coaches in high school, but people don't know my first year was Wade. And, yep. um, you know, I, Haggerty was the OC, and I learned so much from him, and he was – kind of almost a pioneer, uh, at least at Kirkwood High School, when you talk about spreading guys out and getting your athletes in space and, and letting them, uh, you know, just go out there and play and, 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 and uh, you know, take advantage of mismatches and stuff like that. I think he uh, was kind of the first one that did that, uh, at least at, the, at that high school. And, uh, you know, Pinkle, I mean, I, there, there's so much I can sit up here. We could talk about uh, Pinkle for the rest of the day, man, just what he means to me and, and the things that he's uh, – you know, done for me in my lifetime. Um, and, and, and the one thing I always respect him um, forever for is when, you know, I'm sitting in his office as, as a rest or sophomore season's done. And he looked me dead in my eyes and said, Hey, you know, I, you know, I treat all my, you know, all you guys are like sons to me. And, and if you were my son, I'd tell you to go to the national football league. Um, I couldn't, you know, after he'd said that, and, and you know, there's a bunch of other examples, but after he said that, um, you know, him, him and, him and I have been solid, you know, since that day, even before that day. But that really solidified everything. 
to know that he's that selfless uh, to say, you know, arguably your best player on the team to go to the National Football League when he has two years left. Um, you know, most coaches don't don't won't do that. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And uh, I mean, Big Red for anybody who knows me, he everybody knows what Big Red means to me. Um, you know, David Cully, who just got the job um, at you know down there in, in Houston. Um, you know, he was my receivers coach when I came into the league, and uh, my men, one of my mentors and a guy I still talk to uh, to this day. Uh, Deuce Staley. Uh, like I said, the list goes on and on. Furl, uh, when I, Furl giving me an opportunity to come on as an assistant um, and then uh, just being able to talk to him, pick his brain. Uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been asking Furl head coach questions for, for two years now and just learning <laughs> and kind of learning his thought process and everything, man. So I've just been really blessed uh, to be around a lot of good coaches, but more importantly, uh, probably better leaders, right? Um, to be a good coach, you have to be a really good leader. And, and those guys all are, uh, are living proof of that. Uh, Deuce Staley uh, just got to Detroit, another one. Uh, my friend, mentor, uh, we talk all the time. So I've just been real fortunate. But how many of those coaches walk around wearing sandals regardless of the weather? Because there's one guy you did have. He's your basketball coach at Kirkwood, Randy <laughs> Crewall. <laughs> who is one of the all-time characters and someone who, who bleeds red and white like no one else. What was what was it like you know, playing for Crewall, man? I wasn't even thinking the basketball route, but Crewall, another one. Huge, huge, huge influence. Uh, love Crewall, man. Uh, that ride we had my senior year was magical. Um, you, you saw us getting better each and every year, right? From my freshman year. Uh, my sophomore year, we won horror games. We got better and better each and every year. Um, you know, we don't we don't stink up the first half against Kickapoo. Uh, you know, we could have been playing for a state championship. Um, but I mean, just 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 a selfless human being, um, somebody who'll give you the shirt off his back, um, and somebody who represents Kirkwood like none other. Uh, he understands what it's about. Uh, he's all for the kids. Uh, how could you not model yourself after after you know kind of the things that he stands for. So you'd mentioned your your senior year, the basketball team in 2006, made it to state, finished third. It's the last and most recent trip for the Pioneers to the state tournament. But to get there, you guys had to beat a very good Webster Groves team at St. Louis U High in the district final. And it was expected to be a good game, but I have a recollection of Cody Green going absolutely bananas. And I do believe the Pioneers blew out the heavily favored statesman that night. Yeah, man, we got hot, man. You know what? We, we, thought, we thought that, honestly, that year, uh, we thought that we were probably second best team in the state, probably behind Vishon. But that being said, we thought that if we got a chance to play Vishon, uh, that game was going to be a lot better than people anticipated. Um, so we were able to kind of just put some put some stuff together, man. Uh, I, I believe we went like 23-6 and six or something like that, and I think we lost three games on just had no business losing. Uh, I think one of them was to Lindbergh on a, on a buzzer beater. I fouled out of the game and, and just little stuff like that. Um, but we were extremely confident, I, and we, I think we really enjoyed playing with each other. Uh, and, and I thought Crewall did an excellent job of, of, of putting us in position to be successful. And I thought that run that Cody had, um, 
in the districts and in the playoffs uh, was phenomenal. Uh, he was on fire. Um, and, 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 and that year we were a better basketball team than Webster. Uh, I think we played three, three or four times. I think we won either two or three of them. If we played three times, we won two of them. We played four times, we won three of them. Um, but we thought we were better than, than Webster that year. Um, and we owed them, man. They, they, they were beating us in basketball for three years straight. So we, we owed them. Um, I thought we took advantage of that. And we wanted everybody to understand that we were for real. Um, I think that game was out of hand early. Uh, you know, game basketball is a game of runs, and I think they made a little run, but uh, we kind of controlled the whole game, and uh, we were able to go, you know, go go to the playoffs. And then you beat a really good DeSmet team with with Billy Bradenberg, Brandenburg. I'm sorry, Bradenburg or Brandenburg. I always mess up his name. Billy ended up playing his brother, who was a high, higher profile recruit from DeSmet, and you guys won that one, I believe, in the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Was that a quarterfinal or a sectional? No, that was that was uh, no, that was, yeah, that was to go to state. So that was the quarterfinal at Umsel. Yeah. So so what was it like winning that game? Because I've always found that quarterfinal Saturday, I'm a basketball nut for anybody who doesn't know, but quarterfinal Saturday is like my favorite sporting event on the high school calendar because you get a whole week after you win that game for the team to be together to practice and then you go to state as a group and regardless of what's happening you're getting two games uh, a semifinal and then either a championship game appearance or a, a third place game so I, I, what was it like after you guys won that quarterfinal it was awesome uh, it was awesome you know it, it was it was cool for Billy to go against his little brother uh, you know the one thing that coach Grower always said is the older brother always wins <laughs> so uh, well, we were able to just uh, we were just more gritty uh, we, we were better defensively uh, didn't really play that well offensively but we played better than they did uh, I believe that you know we were able to get after their guards a little bit um, and, and, and just and just and just play Kirkwood basketball man you know I was I wasn't afraid I, I was picking up guys 94 feet uh, and I wasn't afraid to do so um, and, and like I said we just had a really really good close-knit football I mean basketball team and uh no, we were able just to just just to prove that we belong, man. And and like I said, all along we we thought that outside of the shine, you know, we thought we were the best team in the state, and we just kept on kept on chipping, kept on fighting. Um, and uh, you know that that week and going down to Columbia and practicing with the guys, and uh, I believe we ate at Golden Corral though every day for every meal for like three days. So I haven't been to a Golden Corral <laughs> since that day. Um, and I probably would never go to another Golden Corral, <laughs> but uh, it was just a really cool experience, man, with the guy. Well, I, I, I'm just so in, interested because uh, you were a, a, a multi-talented athlete. Now, do I have this right? You had a standing invitation to join the track team any day you wanted. Just come on down and run. We'll oh, take yeah, I could have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coach McWoods is pretty smart. All, McWoods is <laughs> always trying to get me to run. And you know what? If I could go back on it, I would have ran. You know, I played baseball my freshman year. Oh, you're going to break Roberta's heart. But if I could go back on that, I would have ran track. <laughs> there was talks about us, um, a couple football players, coming to run track at Mizzou. Really? Yeah. Didn't do it. Uh, but there was talks about um, possibly creating a four-by-one team, four-by-two team, uh, with football players for the track team. That would have been fun to watch. Yeah. So did do you ever miss did you ever miss it as you were grinding through your football life like geez I wish I'd go just go go basketball. Pick it up a little bit yeah I, I enjoy basketball man you know what's crazy 
is I developed a consistent jump shot after I left high school. Oh, Crewall is going to be a sad one now. Had I been able, and, and I and I was and I was streaky, but had I been able to shoot the ball in high school consistently, uh, I, I think we would have been in much better shape, much better shape. <laughs> but it, 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 it stems from going to the wreck at, at Mizzou and not wanting to get hurt. So you just sit out and you just shoot. So I'm not really driving. I wasn't a uh, driving kick guy like I was in, in high school. So I was just sitting on the perimeter shooting the ball. And I just – I developed a pretty good jump shot, man. I just – I just remember you dishing to Cody Green at that old St. Louis U High, and he just couldn't miss that day. Fun oh, times yeah. – back in the day so basketball did make it to state and we briefly talked about this uh on on the video but i i'm curious what it's like for you we, we talked about this uh a second ago uh the hazelwood east game your senior year for football for those who don't know kirkwood has made all four of its state championship game appearances after uh, the 2005 season uh when Jeremy graduated in, in the spring of 2006, and the senior year, the the, the semi, state semifinal was against Hazelwood East, and it was a tough game. So what are your recollections of that game? Um, yeah, it was tough, man. It was tough. You know, they, uh, like I said, I thought that, I thought that um, that day, I thought that we were a better football team. Uh, I thought we had, you know, uh, and, and it's tough to say that when you lose the football game, right? Everybody knows it's tough to say that. And I'm, I'm talking about more from a player perspective. Um, this is kind of how I felt. Um, you know, Chris Brooks scores a touchdown right before halftime with no time left on the clock. Um, you know, I did believe uh, Mayweather had a run where he bounced off like three guys and scored a touchdown. Um, and then, you know, the game is tied up at the end of the game and we're going down to, you know, take the league and win the game. And we, we call a screen pass and the guy ends up intercepting the ball and laying on his back. Um, so... It was tough. Uh, it was tough. Um, we were excited about it. We were excited about the opportunity to play in state. I don't think we had ever been there before that. Never. Uh, you know, and, and it was crushing, man, because you work so hard. And, uh, you know, you know, um, you know, kind of, you know, this is the goal that you set out. Um, and uh, on top of that, you know, it, it was it was a uh, Webster had going to state the previous two years. So you're like, man, like, we're this close and, 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 and we didn't get there. And so it was tough. It was tough. And because Webster went to state the previous two years, the junior varsity teams played the Turkey day game and that's where you got to play. And I'm, I wanted to know what it was like for you as a young player playing in that big stage. It was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. It was the first time I had played in front of that many people. Um, it was, it was really cool, man, to get that experience. And it was also really cool to win, man. You, you know what's crazy is, um, you know, we, we won the first three years, uh, Turkey Day, and then the last year when I thought we were head and shoulders above Webster, we ended up losing. So that just goes to show you that type of rivalry and that type of game that, 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 that gets played. Um, but, but being a young guy, and then they talked about tradi uh, tradition, right? And, and you don't really understand it until you get a chance to play it. Um, so... It was just a really cool experience, man. And uh, like you said, it was even more cool when you were able to go out there and get the win. Well, in fairness, your senior year, you guys were, what, four days removed from the semifinal with Hazelwood East? Because that was a yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it was tough. 
and we're up 19 to 6 deep into the fourth quarter and we lose so <laughs> it's hard to pick yourself up you got you got no but you know you got to play to the whistle uh you got to get up for the game um and 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 Webster Webster was able to make some plays down the stretch um and, and kind of squeak one out but um you know but like I said that just goes to show you when you're talking about rivalries you're talking about uh, communities right you're talking about uh what that game means to a bunch of different people. Uh, a lot of the times you can throw records, you can throw talent out the window. It's all about who's prepared um, and who executes their game plan the, the best. So you mentioned it was the first time you played in front of that many people. And I'm, I'm curious what it was like as you moved up the levels, because obviously Turkey Day is, is a bigger crowd than just about any game you'd see is at the high school level, except maybe state. Maybe state's a little bit bigger. But then you get to Mizzou, and then you have a packed house with with that stadium and then you move into the nfl and and philadelphia and lord knows the kansas city situation when when that's a jam-packed house at arrowhead so what's it like just did you ever lose the the sense of awe of that many people paying money to show up to watch you play a game i mean is it no not at all not what's at that all like i don't know I, I love fans man i love i love the atmosphere right and, and the cool thing about uh, like I said, the cool thing about Turkey Day is just being that young and seeing so many people come out and seeing the crowd and seeing, hearing the cheers and everything. Um, you, you just haven't seen that when you're that young, right? Um, you know, when I was in Kirkwood JFL, um, my team was, was pretty good, so we get a lot of crowds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it just kind of like as you go, you know, through the stages, it just kind of gets bigger and bigger. Uh, the cool thing about college is, is seeing the different traditions at each stadium and, uh, seeing how many people, right? So uh, we go down to Austin, uh, got our butts kicked. Uh, but that second year I was at Mizzou, um, you know, they're, they're making renovations. They got 90,000 people in the fans. You're seeing all that orange. So uh, that was really cool. Uh, we go to Oklahoma and, uh, you know, you're sitting on the bench and, and they can essentially touch you from the stands. That's how close it is. So they got the boomer sooner thing going on. And, and then when you go home, right, you know, we were packing 70,000 people into the stands and you got an M-I-Z-Z-O-U going on. And uh, so it's just really cool, man. Uh, you got to embrace that part of it, right? That's that's part of what kind of gets the juices flowing a little bit. Um, and then in, and in the National Football League, man, uh, you know, Philadelphia, before they kick off, they played a Rocky song, right? In Philadelphia, Rocky's a real person. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a real person. Man. You gotta he's not embrace a character. It. He's real. Uh, that's right. He's real. And uh, so it's just really cool, man. But um, that's part of it, right? That's that's part of why you enjoy playing a game. Uh, I thought I didn't get a chance to to, to play, um, you know, doing doing the COVID uh, stuff. Um, I don't know how it is to play in front of, uh, you know, kind of empty arenas and stuff like that. And 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 then on the professional level, you still have a job to do, right? Um, but um, part of the, hearing the crowd noise and playing in front of the fans and hearing booze and uh, all of a sudden you hear somebody yell, call your name from the stands and you look back and, you know, whether they're cheering with you or whether they're, you know, flicking you off, like it's, it's, that's, that's part of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I, you know, that, that, that was, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, that, is, that is definitely pretty cool. So you mentioned Oklahoma and you at one point were committed to Oklahoma and then switched and, and signed with the Tigers. And you had, you know, talked earlier about how much Coach Pinkle means to you and, and what your time at Mizzou has meant to you. I'm, I'm curious, like, 
if you ever thought about how different life would have been had you actually gone to Oklahoma. I mean, I assume making the choice to Mizzou was one of the best decisions you've ever made. But, I mean, there was an opportunity for a different path. You ever ponder what life would be like had you been a boomer sooner? Uh, maybe initially, but, you know, I was, you know, once I got to Mizzou, um, and I, I really when I made the change to go to Mizzou, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just it just felt right. Uh, the family environment, uh, the relationships, the communication, uh, just all felt right. Um, it felt real. Uh, you know, for me, uh, like I said, everybody's different, right? Everybody has their own experiences. For me, uh, Oklahoma just felt too formal. Um, I didn't get a family feeling from it. Um, but that, that was just me. And, uh, you know, it, it just it just felt right. Um, you know, the one thing that Mizzou did when I did commit to Oklahoma early on, they're like, hey, we respect your decision, but anytime you want to come out to a game, let me know you're an in-state guy. Um, you know, they, they, they gave me my space, but at the same time, they they, they – made it be known that I'm still welcome and uh, they still want me. Um, so I, I respected that about him. Um, and then, you know, when, when Coach Pinkle came, you know, on the in-home visit and he, and he assured that I'd be taken care of and, you know, and he embraced me as, as one of his, you know, lack for better words, one of his sons, um, you know, it, it was a kind of a no-brainer for me. So um, it, it's all about your own personal preference, right? But mm-hmm. Mizzou, Mizzou made it really easy for me and that transition really easy for me. So I, I'm curious what your experience was like with your cousin, uh, Jay Macklin, who, who uh, signed with Mizzou as well, played at Kirkwood as well, had a huge Turkey Day finale uh, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago or was that last year? That was last uh, year. Two, no, two seasons ago. Last year, they, he, was at, he was at Mizzou. Last Last fall he was at Mizzou? Well, they didn't play the game this past fall, so it would have been 2019. Do I have that right? Okay. Yep. So how how involved were were you with his recruiting process, being his cousin and a a coach with the Pioneers? And just how different has that aspect of of the game changed since you were coming up to where he is now? I mean, Twitter didn't exist. Rivals was just kind of starting to get going with the internet. I mean, it seems like the landscape is vastly different, but I'm curious your perspective on, on dealing with your cousin's experience as well. You know, for starters, the first thing that I told him is you're going to make this decision based off of, of what you want, what you're looking for, and what you feel comfortable with. Um, for me, I was always just always there for him, right? You needed to talk. You wanted to understand something. Um, not one time did I push Mizzou on him. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was for me, it was more about sharing my experiences there and then really getting him to understand that if you do go to Mizzou, um, you know, I was able to do some pretty good things there. So with that last name, there will be, you know, certain things and certain pressures you might face or, or whatever the case may be or or people saying certain things or, you know, whatever. But um, I just wanted him to be open and honest with him about everything. Uh, at the end of the day, this is your journey. Uh, I thought it was really cool um, when Emmett Smith's son uh, did not, I believe Emmett went to Florida, right? And yes, his sir. son did not go to Florida. And the one thing that he said was, listen, I, I, I support my son no matter what he does. Um, so this is his journey. This is not my journey. It's, it's an opportunity to, to create his own path and, 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 and fulfill his dreams the way that he wants to. And I'm always going to support him. I'm always going to be there for him. And that was the, kind of the same approach I had with with, uh, with Jay. Uh, I'm always here for him. I'm always here if he needs anything. Um, 
But as far as the, the recruiting part of it, man, it, it's so different. Uh, like you said, man, it's so different. Um, sometimes these coaches are, 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 you know, communicating with kids via social media. Hey, you know what yeah. I mean? For me, it was, you know, it was, it was phone calls and text messages and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just seeing the way that, you know, technology has advanced and uh, all that stuff, man, it was, it, it was definitely different um, than, than I've seen and that, that I was a part of. So one more, and I'm, I'm going to cut you loose, and I appreciate your time. But I'm curious, as everyone kind of went into quarantine in March, uh, lots of people picked up new hobbies, habits, things to keep them busy. I know you have a young kiddo at home, so free time is not necessarily a luxury you enjoy uh, like you used to. But did you pick up any interesting habits, hobbies, things to try? Were you baking sourdough bread? What? No. what? No, no, reading no. more books, any learning guitar, for me, anything? For me, yeah, and this is going to sound uh, so corny, right? So cliche. But for me, it was all about, uh, you know, research. I'm, I'm researching. I'm constantly on the internet. I'm looking at film. I'm looking at, you know, different offenses. I'm looking at uh, different run games, uh, all types of stuff, man. And luckily... Um, you know, we moved into this house and we still had to, you know, get furniture in and change some stuff. So we were able to do that. So that kind of kept us busy through like the height of uh, COVID. Um, and then you, I, we had a growing daughter, right? So she's learning new things, um, you know, picking up on new things, trying to, you know, put sentences together, um, just teaching her things on a daily basis, going outside, playing with her. Um, so we were able to keep, you know, keep, keep busy. Um, and just like everybody, man, you know, quarantine and, and COVID has, has been and is tough on a lot of people, man. But, um, you know, when you have that, you know, support system at home and, and you're able to spend some time with your family and uh, just don't take it for granted, man, because, um, you know, there's a plan for us all and, and, and just got to, you know, embrace the moments that, that you have and, um, you know, with the people that you love, so. Well said. Jeremy Macklin, thank you very much for joining us on the stlhighschoolsports.com podcast. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me.